I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from America's finest city, it's the John Cantera Show. Oh, doctor! Now, here's the coach, John Cantera, on 97.3 The Fan. Well, that first hour uh, went uh, rather quickly, and uh, if you missed it, uh, you can uh, get that first hour on our website at 97.3thefansd.com. We had Arash Markazi from the L.A. Times uh, join us, talk about the uh, two NFL teams, uh, the uh, NBA teams up there. Uh, I'm looking forward to the NBA season. Love the NBA season. You know, I was a a fan growing up as an, uh, an NBA fan. And then there was a number of years where, you know, I'd rather watch college basketball. But, boy, I'll tell you, over the last several years, uh, really back uh, at it uh, with the NBA, really enjoy the way they uh, cover it on television. And, of course, uh, love uh, Billy McDonald there with the uh, uh, Lakers and uh, Stu Lance doing a marvelous job for many years uh, uh, as the analyst, uh, going back to the days of Chick Hearn. Of course, uh, uh, Stu Lance has lived here in San Diego forever, uh, one of the – uh, guys that played for the old uh, San Diego Rockets. Okay, we're going to get to my AFC picks here in a minute, but I do want to get this out again. For people just joining, hope everyone having a good uh, lunch uh, today on a Thursday. Looking forward to a big weekend. Of course, we'll be back in tomorrow uh, from uh, 12 to 3. No Padres today. They'll be back at it tomorrow against the Boston Red Sox. And i uh, got a couple of questions for you today. Uh, and It's a question I'm going to throw out there from time to time because things change. You know, it's like a ball club. Every day, your ball club is either getting better or getting worse. It doesn't stay in neutral. It's like workers, at a, whether it be at a radio station or at a power plant or an educator. Every day, you're, you're getting better at your job or you're getting worse. You, you don't stay in neutral. You know, Hopefully, you're going forward and not going backwards. And that's the way I, I look at it with uh, ball clubs. And, and right now, everybody's telling me, and we hear it, whether I talk about it or, or Tony and Chris talk about it, Ben and Woods talk about it, is the Padres going to be really legitimately a playoff team in 2020? Right now, I'd say no. Maybe you disagree with me on that. But right now, I say no. I do think uh, they've got some possibilities. I don't know if they can overtake uh, the Dodgers. Dodgers are going to be winning their uh, seventh title in a row. And who knows, with what they got, they may win an eighth title next year. That's not to say the Padres could not uh, compete for a wild card. But if you're the general manager of the Padres, what are you going to do to better this ball club going into 2020? And for me, it always starts on the mound. As much as I love hitting, and if you knew my background, I love to hit, 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 hit. But I worked a lot with pitchers. I've watched the way this game has gone. I don't care how many home runs a team hits, you got to have pitching. And the Padres got okay pitching, not great pitching. Uh, they got young pitching. But their young pitching has got to get better, and they got to be able to go deeper into ball games. How do you go deeper into ball games? By making quality pitches and get guys out on three and four pitches, and not get them out on five, six, or seven pitches to where you have to leave after five innings because of the pitch count. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Our phone number eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. But but here's the question, and this is maybe why we're sitting where we're at right now. 
where we've got one major league franchise. And believe me, this is no offense to all the minor league teams out there because I was the general manager of a very, very successful minor league team here in San Diego, the San Diego Soccers. And they've got a great history. And I'm proud. To, I don't wear my rings all that often, but I do have three championship rings from that organization and five division titles and six playoff appearances in six years. And I'm proud of what I was able to accomplish there. And I think everyone is with the, uh, with the SEALs. Uh, eventually the strike force will get it going. Uh, the new uh, soccer teams we got coming in. But really, I need some help on this one because I kind of know what I'd like to do, but I need a money man. Is there a money man out there listening to my program today that would like to uh, you know, shoot me a text or uh, an email and say, hey, coach, we got you, man. We, we got the money. We want to bring this team in, uh, to San Diego. And what I'm asking right now, it's obviously something that our city leaders has not been able to get done, and that's been bring another franchise in here to San Diego. So if you were a city leader, if you're on the city council, you're the mayor, or just a visionary, you know, maybe Ron Fowler many years ago when he came to San Diego and decided, hey, I'm going to buy the San Diego Soccers. Then eventually he makes all his money in the beer industry and he gets a part of the Padres and buys the Padres. I mean, if you're a visionary, in the next three to five years, if you had say here in San Diego, what would you want to see in San Diego? I'd love to see a new stadium. I, I, to be honest with you, I'd rather see an arena rather than a stadium for me just because you could bring an NHL team in, you could be, bring an NBA franchise in, and you could bring some other things in. And the Soccers that still have a place to play, the Seals that have a place to play, the Strike Force that have a place to play, and that would be cool. That would be really cool. But would you try to bring in another NFL team? I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to, uh, uh, with an NFL team, you're going to have to uh, – uh, pretty much uh, build that stadium and uh, give away your firstborn son. Interesting. We get a, a tweet here. Uh, a growth of uh, course. A world-class arena should be priority number one. Improvements to Petco is number two. And that's from Mark Bauer. Mark, thank you very much. And again, uh, you can tweet us here at 97.3 The Fan SD, or uh, you can also uh, get it at Coach Cantera 44. So Mark and I are on the same page. I'd like to hear what you have to say, 833-0973, 833-288-0973. I'd also, you know, I'd love to have a stadium because I'd love to have an MLS team here. You know, I'm not a big fan of the MLS. You know, I'd rather watch the Premier League, and I like watching all the World Cup stuff, both uh, men and women. But if we could get an MLS team, that'd be great. I'd be fired up. Again, our phone number, 833-288-0973. I'm going to get you my AFC picks here in just a minute. We want to get back to the phones. Andrew in downtown, you're on with Coach John Cantera on 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? Hey, I'm pretty good, Coach. How are you doing? Ah, doing well. I'm, I'm trying to solve a couple of problems here. I'm trying to help the Padres, and, and you and uh, all of our listeners out there can help that. But I also want to have someone that's a visionary and see where we can go in the sports world the next three to five years in this town. Yeah, I wanted to, I called in. I wanted to comment uh, uh, towards your question of the day, kind of what, what the uh, general manager of the Padres uh, needs to do to get better. Um, you know, if you look at all the, the good teams in baseball, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Astros, and you look what they do on a nightly basis in their lineup, they consistently, they are, they are completely happy to work counts, 
work pitchers early and often, stack the bases, get the bases loaded, two on, move runners around, turn and turn the lineup up over it and put up crooked numbers. <laughs> and it's just like the one thing the Padres refuse to ever do. I've been going to 40 games a year for the last 10 years. And I, I don't know if you can probably count about three or four times that they've really turned the lineup over and put up a crooked number in, the, in an inning. And, you know, I don't think it's, – it's almost like a mindset, like a coaching. They don't if – you, if you do that – and you move and you move the lineup over. It's twofold, right? You work the you work the starting pitchers early, get them 55, 60 pitches in the third, and then that gets to the bullpen early, and that's how you win series, and that's how you win games. And it, I think they really got to look themselves in the mirror, figure out which guys can build a team to do that, because that's how you have to win baseball games these days. Well, Andrew, let me give you an example here. Uh, and I don't have all the stats uh, sitting in front of me right now, but I, I know the year uh, when Kansas City and Hosmer was on that ball club, they won the uh, uh, World Series a few years back. Uh, they, they struck out less than anybody in baseball. Uh, the following Absolutely. year... Uh, in 2017, when the Astros defeated the Dodgers, uh, they uh, they cut their strikeout uh, rate uh, down uh, to where they had the best uh, strikeout rate in baseball for you know least amount of strikeouts, and it shows you go back to old school baseball and you uh, you know uh, play a good sound fundamental ball and put the ball in play, you're going to give yourself an opportunity to win night in and night out. Yeah, uh, I mean I completely agree with that, and I mean. But you know, decreasing strikeouts. You got to think about how do you do how when you how do you decrease strikeouts? It's easier to strike a guy out when there's two outs and a runner on first. It's a lot harder to strike somebody out when you're already losing two nothing in the second and the bases are loaded and you know you're staring down the teeth of someone's lineup. That's when you get pitches to hit, and that's and that's how you put up those numbers. So it's it's to, to decrease those strikeouts. You got to stop chasing a bad pitch. I mean, the Padres. It's almost like they teach these guys to chase at breaking balls away. You know. I've well, you know the the unfortunate thing out. on the on this whole uh, deal is right now your your theory. I buy your theory if you got guys uh, in there that can uh, execute that, but you don't have guys in that lineup uh, that can execute. Uh, you know, work in the count and uh, maybe a couple of guys, but for the most part, uh, these guys when they have two strikes, they're in serious trouble right now. Yeah, I agree with that. But I do think there's a few guys that that are, are there that could work in a lineup like that. You know, uh, I really I think Luis Arias has really shown the the potential not to strike out and and be that kind of guy. Uh, I mean, obviously we know what we have in Tatis. I worry about Hosmer. I'm not so sure he's that guy. Although he was a guy in the Royals that that put the ball in the play like that. You know, that had a hard time striking out. So maybe if the lineup improves, he will. But yeah, you're, you're right. But it's it's been tough to watch for ten years, you know. I really hard not watching this team score runs and just kind of play lack of situational awareness in in the game. Uh, you know what? I couldn't agree with you more on that. Absolutely. Hey, Andrew, thanks so much for the call. Look forward to hearing from you again, my friend. I appreciate it, John. Have a good afternoon. All right. Uh, I want to uh, take a look at a couple of tweets. We got a lot of people uh, tweeting in uh, right now, and I really appreciate this. Uh, we've got uh, one. Uh, uh, soccer Q, uh, Q, I think it says, if we want to be thought of as a major league city again, they should do everything they can to get an MLS uh, team here. They're going to expand uh, by uh, two to three more, and clubs want a San Diego market badly. Uh, hey, you know what? i got to tell you this. Uh, St. Louis, uh, they're going to be like the most popular team in the MLS. They just got awarded a franchise the other day. I, I, I love what's coming in right now on Twitter, and I love your phone calls as well. Or again, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Um, Miva Gusta 
uh, tweeting in. Uh, number one, help facilitate and expedite the successful negotiation of SDSU West property to assure uh, timelines are met. And again, the timeline is supposed to be for the start of football in 2022. Uh, two, collaborate with Joe Sy regarding interest in redevelopment of arena site, new arena and entertainment district. That's a good one. Uh, contact NBA NHL uh, teams about the relocation and stay close to the NFL. Okay, all that is great. That is great, but who's going to do that? Is there going to be somebody from the city? You want me to raise my hand? Uh, I'll, I'll do it in the morning from uh, like 8 to 11 before I come in to do the talk show. We need to have somebody on board here in San Diego that wants to be in charge of being in touch with all these different uh, pro uh, leagues to, to keep your finger on the pulse so we're not out in left field like we are right now with one uh, big-time uh, professional franchise of San Diego Padres. Our phone number, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. It comes down to a vision. And does anything really want to get done sports-wise? I know that we've got a lot of people in our listening audience right now that really care, or you wouldn't be listening to a sports talk show on a Thursday at 116. I want your opinions today. I need your opinions because I sit here day in and day out and say, what do the listeners in San Diego really want to hear nowadays? They used to be talking about an NFL team morning, noon, or night. People don't want to do that. Obviously, there's not a lot of interest about Aztec football right now. They're uh, just a little over a week away, and nobody's really talking about them. Our phone number, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. When we come back, I do owe you my AFC picks. I want to get your thoughts on that. You may agree or disagree. I'm also going to give you the two wild cards as well. Coach John Cantero, we're going to 3 o'clock. Thanks for joining me today on 97.3 The Fan. 122 the time on a Thursday. Hope everyone having a great day. I'm having a great day, man. I can't wait. Uh, uh, coming back tonight, we got our high school show, 9 to 11. Uh, in between, I'm going to try to run and uh, watch my uh, five-year-old granddaughter have her first soccer practice. She walked around, apparently, yesterday uh, at home for about four hours in her brand-new uh, cleat, so she's all fired up about uh, going to soccer practice. So I'm going to try to run over there and get ready for uh, the show tonight and get ready for the show tomorrow and the ball game tomorrow night. And, again, you can listen to our ball game tomorrow night on the radio.com app week one of high school football we got granite hills uh going on the road to take on the poway titans but also want to remind everyone coming up in the next 30 minutes i uh, listen for your name to be called and you can give us a call back to win a pair of tickets see the padres host the dodgers on monday august 26th plus a pair of football tickets to the rose bowl when oklahoma takes on the ucla bruins you'll also be entered into our grand prize drawing for a two-night stay at the flamingo hotel on the vegas strip and tickets to see Paula Abdul's new show. Make sure to sign up at 97.3thefansd.com slash biggestfan to enter. And, uh, boy, been a lot of great giveaways here on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, uh, we're going to get back to your phone calls in a minute. Uh, Kevin and Chula Vista, Nick uh, in Los Angeles, you hang in there. Uh, I'm going to get to you. But right now, I want to give you my NFL AFC Divisional winners and uh, two wild cards. Okay, last night I, I sat down uh, with my yellow tablets like I always do and had my uh, NFL books uh, surrounded me on the patio, and I started breaking it down, and I went through uh, every one. But I'm just going to give you my uh, number one picks right now for divisional champions. 
you got to go. Hey, they won a Super Bowl again last year. They had a great uh, draft pick in Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State to, to work uh, with Tom Brady at the wide receiver spot. I know there's no Gronkowski this year, but hard to go against Belichick and Brady. They were 11-5 and last year and had the, the great playoff run. So I've got in the AFC East, uh, New England winning it again. I will tell you, I think the New York Jets are going to be a much improved ball club. AFC North, now that Antonio Brown is no longer with the organization, I'm going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, they were 9-6-1. and one. Uh, I don't think Mike Tomlin did his best coaching job last year. I think it'll be much better this year. Uh, ben Roethlisberger still playing at a very high level. They got a nice tandem of running backs there with James Conner and Jalen Samuels. Uh, Juju Schuster, uh, the kid out of SC, had a career year last year, and they got a good defense led by defensive end Cameron Hayward. I see uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, back in the playoffs, winning the AFC North. Moving over to the AFC South, this for me was a little bit more difficult. Uh, I like Frank Reich. I'm concerned about Andrew Luck and where he's at health-wise. They've got a, an excellent group of receivers led by T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron. Uh, rushing attack ranked 20th in the league last year. That's got to get a little bit better. And for the first time in a long time, the Colts played really good defense. They were ranked 11th in the NFL in defense last year. And the one feel-good story every year is he's back again for his 24th year. 46-year-old kicker, Adam Vinatieri. I've got the Indianapolis Colts winning the AFC South. I do like the the Tennessee Titans, probably because I like Mike Vrabel. Uh, AFC West, I don't know how people can't pick the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I've looked, and I remember coming in and telling Adam earlier in the year, I go, yeah, so-and-so, they picked the Chargers to win the division. Well, I'm not going to pick the Chargers to win. You got to beat the champ, and they've got everything coming back. They got Andy Reid, one of the best coaches in the NFL, probably a Hall of Famer someday. They got the NFL MVP and Patrick Mahomes coming off that 50 touchdown performance last year. They fired their longtime defensive coordinator Bob Sutton. They bring in Steve Spagnola uh, to go from a 3-4 defense to a 4-3 defense. And then they brought in a couple of pretty good guys on defense. They brought in defensive end Frank Clark from Seattle and strong safety Tyron uh, Matthew, the Honey Badger, who was with Houston last year. Uh, I like Kansas City to once again win the AFC West. Now, as far as the wild cards are concerned, I, I do have the Chargers winning the wild card. I don't know if they'll go 12-4 and uh, like they did a year ago, maybe 10-6, uh, and six, maybe 11-5. and five. And then I've got the Tennessee Titans getting in as the last wild card in the AFC. Can I ask you a question, Coach? Because you said when you were talking about the Chiefs and the Chargers, you got to see it. You got to knock them off. The Chargers did beat the Chiefs last year, and they had the same record. It was just tiebreakers. Yeah, I know. The division. But I, I like Kansas City. I like the quarterback. He can make plays at him with his legs. And uh, at the end of the day, I thought the Chargers did a great job last year, but a lot of question marks surrounding the Chargers. Melvin Gordon, Derwin James. I don't know how Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator there, is going to overcome the uh, uh, loss of a guy like a Derwin James. Coach, can I give you a little update? We've got a statement from the Houston Astros on the Justin Verlander, Anthony Finnich reporter from the Detroit Free Press controversy that we talked about <laughs> in Coach's Corner. This is a statement from the Astros. Reporter Anthony Finnich was delayed temporarily from entering the Astros clubhouse following last night's game. This course of action was taken after taking into consideration the past history between Finnich and one of our players, Justin Verlander. Verlander's legitimate concerns about past interactions with Finnich 
and the best interests of the other media members working the game. We chose to prioritize these factors when making this decision. Finich was allowed access to the clubhouse shortly after the media members and had the opportunity to approach Verlander or any other player he needed. We believe that our course of action in this isolated case was appropriate. I don't really get that. I really don't get that. Did Finnich not go up to Verlander then? What what happened? I guess he was given an opportunity, and clearly, you know, Verlander wanted nothing to do with him. But he was at least given the opportunity to approach him in the clubhouse, just not attend his press conference with all the other media members. You know, the problem with that, Adam, I have is the media is always wrong, and the media is not always wrong. I mean, it's like in the clubhouse. If a player starts yelling at a media member, it's always the media member's fault. It's never the player's fault, and that's not right. That's the way I look at it. I mean, the, the players aren't, uh, uh, you know, complete. they shouldn't be completely off limits. If they're out of line, they're out of line. But And I don't know the history between Finnish and uh, Justin Verlander. But anyway, those are my NFL picks. I got New England, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Kansas City winning division titles. And I've got the Chargers and Tennessee uh, as the uh, two wild cards in the AFC. We're going to get to the bottom of the hour. When we come back, I'm going to get to everyone. So please be patient. Uh, Kevin and Nick and Brad, our phone number, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Also, when we come back, we're going to get you an update on Dallas and Ezekiel Elliott. Coach John Cantera, halfway home. We're going to 3 o'clock today in the Gwen and Chris program right here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, man, we got a hot show going today. Thanks so much uh, for joining me. I gave you my uh, AFC picks. Again, uh, New England, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Kansas City. Uh, Chargers are wild card again. And Tennessee uh, squeaks in as the uh, last wild card in the AFC. We're going to get back to your uh, phone calls here. Uh, also want to remind everyone that we've got the uh, – Bench the Coach segment coming up. If you'd like to uh, dial up right now and be the contestant today, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. If you're a part of it and win it, can take the coach down today. You win tickets to the uh, Padre Dodger game on Monday night at uh, Petco Park. And uh, there you have it. So, again, 833-288-0973. I like to restate uh, my topic because, hey, we got new people uh, uh, joining us every second. If you're uh, the general manager of the Padres, what are you going to do to improve this roster uh, for 2020? I think you got to start on the mound, personally. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. And again, if you're a San Diego sports fan, all of a sudden you become a city council member, you become the mayor of San Diego, or just a visionary for sports here in San Diego, in the next three to five years, what would you like to see? I personally want to see a new arena. That, that's what I want to see. What do you want to see, and what type of teams would you like to bring to uh, San Diego? Back to the phones we had. Uh, Kevin and Chula Vista, thanks for being patient. You're on with Coach John Cantero on 97.3 The Fan. How you doing today? Yeah, good, John. Just picking up from where we left off, I guess, the other day. I'm surprised that there's not more uh, people out there interested. But, yeah, I think the vision has to be much bigger than what you're suggesting. A individual stadium or an individual arena is not really going to pay dividends like a combination would do, something along the lines. I think you need to think of a sports entertainment district. I think it needs to be a, a combination of arena and and stadium. I think you need a big plot of land. That's why when I talked to you yesterday or a couple of days ago about Montgomery Field, right. that's, your, that's your choice right there, and the city owns it, and it would bring financial windfall back to the city in the tax increment alone. 
if you make this thing into uh, like an L.A. Live uh, playland uh, that operates year-round and is not necessarily beholden to professional teams being there, although that would be the, the eventual outcome, I think you sit down with the likes of the AEGs of the world, you're going to have to have a leader that has a vision for that and be, has the ability to bring together financial deep pockets individuals and corporations because that's what it's going to take. But I think the idea by itself is a winner because I think San Diego could outshine most every other place in the country. The NFL, John, don't forget, would love to come back to San Diego. They don't have a problem with San Diego. they got a problem with the politics and the lack of action as it relates to a facility. So it, it starts with, you know, politicians wet their fingers to see which way the wind is blowing. And until <laughs> people out, right, and this is why yeah. I said the other day, the greatest thing that Jack Murphy did, he, he got the politicians in this city to wet their finger to see which way the wind was blowing. And we don't have that vision coming out of the likes, especially in the sports media. In the sports media in this town right now, uh, you know, you're, yourself not included because you're at least talking about it. Everybody else has already put this thing. They, they don't think it can happen here. The the negativity that comes out of, of the sports media as it relates to a vision, there's no leadership coming out. And trust me, if this thing became something that was regularly talked about and then the politicians start feeling the wind coming into their fingers, it would happen. But until we see the vision coming out of the community, it comes out of our, our media folks, because you guys have got the, the power of the bully pulpit, and most of us don't have that. Hey, so can jump in. Well, let me jump in here just for a second. I think part of the problem, you know, uh, and I'll go back to the stadium, and everything, I guess, comes back to the stadium right now. You know, I think if they would have had a county vote, that stadium may have passed, but it was a city vote, and it was never going to pass in the city. I mean, let's face it, most of the money is outside the city of San Diego now. It's in the county. Well, and beyond that, John, it was in the wrong part of the city. Uh, to do what needs to be done, like I said, needed to be much bigger than a Charger stadium. A Charger stadium by itself was never going to float, especially downtown, because there were too many competing interest for that property downtown as it is and downtown frankly is a mess i mean it is a pain in the you know what to get down there well, and i and i agree and i'll be on i was the first one uh, when it came out a number of years ago uh when uh, all this started to, to shake out and i was kind of uh in the minority and i thank you kevin as always for the phone call you bring up a great point but i was always in the minority all the other talk show hosts oh yeah let's go downtown that's great that's that's beautiful i was never one of those guys and i'm not one of those guys now i love petco park why does everything we have sports wise have to be in downtown it makes no sense i mean it's a nightmare getting in and out of there i mean uh, you know whether you're going to a padre game if you go there early like i do i get in pretty good if, if you're uh going uh you know closer to game time uh, during the week it's always going to be bad because everything is congested down there that's not the padre's fault hey let me tell you something Petco Park's a godsend for me. I'm a baseball guy. I love it. And downtown is perfect. I get off on Imperial. I go down. Boom. I'm in the parking lot, and I'm into the ball game. But to go down there, could you imagine going down with a brand-new stadium in downtown on a day where the Padres and Chargers would be playing if they were still here? I mean, you talk about a nightmare. You wouldn't get, get home until Tuesday morning. You'd miss Monday at work. You wouldn't be able to get home. 
you'd be so congested down there. That, that's asinine. It was asinine from the get-go. And then the hoteliers. How about the hoteliers? Boy, weren't they a, a breath of fresh air? Uh, unless it's going to uh, feather their pocketbook, they, they didn't want any part of anything. And again, I still think the best place to build a new stadium, if we're able to get a stadium, would be right where SDCCU Stadium is right now. That's my opinion. Kevin, I've got to find somebody that knows more about that Montgomery field because that may be somewhere down the road. But again, it never had a chance when it was going to be just on the city ballot. If it was county, could have been a completely different story, and we may be talking about an NFL team still here in San Diego. Nick in Los Angeles, you're next up with Coach John Cantera. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Coach. Good to be back on the show again. Good. I'll tell you what, Nick. I'm so fired up, I feel like in between breaks, i got to get into a three-point stance and fire out today. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, you know, I got a quick, uh, not to change gears here, but I think it kind of ties into your questions about, you know, Padres long term. Um, I was uh, having a conversation with my buddies about Andy Green, and, you know, we've been down that road plenty, so I won't bother you with that. (laughs) But this is more of a baseball question, I think. I just want to get some insight from somebody who's watched, uh, you know, a lot more baseball. Um, My question is basically, how much does a poor manager – affect a player or a team's focus on winning games relative to a good manager. And if there is a difference there, is it on the players to to rise above that frustration? Or is it okay to think, you know, hey, we need a change in management here. We need a new direction. Basically, my, my overall question is what, what, uh, what kind of responsibilities do the manager have? And do you think that is an important thing in the game today? Well, I think, uh, and Nick, you know what, well, that's an excellent question. That, that's an excellent question. Let me answer it this way. Um, having coached and managed uh, a lot uh, and, you know, and coached a lot of different sports, but, you know, managed baseball uh, at the college level and, you know, against with some really, really good players, uh, I, I think, number one, you got to be consistent. You personally as a manager have to be consistent because the ball club is going to work off of your vibe. You come in uptight. They're going to be uptight, and they're, when they're uptight, they're going to make uh, mistakes that, you know, normally if they were nice and loose. I'll give you an example. I'm going to use Bobby Cox, the great manager of the Atlanta Braves. I went up to Rudy Cianya's uh, one day in the clubhouse. Rudy's a great guy. Him and his wife, uh, I still think, are uh, running a, an ice cream shop down in, in the Imperial Valley. And uh, Rudy had been around to a lot of different ball clubs. And I said to him one night, it was me and him and Khalil Green. Uh, I had a pretty good relationship with Khalil when he was here with the Padres. He's a good guy, a lot better guy than people realize. But anyways, I said to Rudy, I go, Rudy, I go, I want to ask you about playing for Bobby Cox. You know, what was it like? And he goes, well, he goes, Bobby was the best. He goes, he he was great to play for because even when you had a bad day, he left you with your dignity. And he, he gave me an example. He goes, one night, he goes, I was throwing balls right down the pipe. I'm getting hit. They're hitting balls in the gap. They're hitting balls off the wall. And Bobby comes out after I give up a couple of runs, left a couple of runners on base. And Bobby goes, hey, Rudy, man, they, they're just getting lucky tonight, man. He patted me on the back, and I walked to the dugout. And he always made you feel special, even if you weren't having a good day. And I think, you know, I look at a Buddy Black and a, and a Bruce Bochy, very similar. And I haven't been around Andy enough to really know what he's like. Uh, I know Andy's very well prepared as a major league manager. Uh, but, you know, I knew, like with Buddy and with Boach, hey, the next day they, they were able to turn the page. And, you know, they could have got beat, uh, you know, 12 to 4 the night before, and they were going to come out the next day like, hey, the season's starting today. And I think you got to be able to turn the page, especially when you're going for six-plus months. Uh, and more than anything else, you, you got to be consistent. You can't be somebody different. You know, I'll give you an example. 
uh, of a coach uh, that may be uh, a coach that, uh, you know, isn't all that disciplined. All of a sudden things are going bad, and all of a sudden he's going to become a tough guy, you know, a, a third into the season. It doesn't work that way. You got to be consistent. I don't care what sport you're coaching. You've got to be consistent from day one moving forward. You can't all of a sudden want to become Vince Lombardi halfway through the season and be tough on players. You've got to start it, whether it be in spring training, training camp, whatever. But you you got to be yourself more than anything else. And if you're yourself, players will appreciate it. But I will also tell you this about players: no matter how much money they make, they're still human beings, and a lot everyone has real thick skin. And I'll leave it at that. You'd be surprised if I sat down and, and I started writing down names of players in different sports that I've covered. You'd be surprised how many of them uh, don't have real thick skin and are very sensitive. And when they're sensitive, it does affect their play. We got Bench the Coach uh, coming up here uh, shortly. We're going to continue to get to the phones. But right now, I want to give out our biggest fan today, Ryan Cruz. Ryan Cruz, you're our biggest fan today. You have 10 minutes to give us a call back at 833-288-0973 to win a pair of tickets to see the Padres host the Dodgers on August 26th, plus a special bonus prize. Uh, this week, we're going to throw in, you'll win a pair of tickets to head up to the Rose Bowl when UCLA hosts the Oklahoma Sooners on Saturday, September 14th. You'll also be entered to win a grand prize, a road trip to Las Vegas that includes a two-night stay at the newly uh, renovated Flamingo Las Vegas, along with tickets to see Paula Abdul's new show. Make sure to sign up at 97.3thefansd.com slash biggest fan to enter. Again, Ryan Cruz, you have uh, 10 minutes to give us a call back at 833 833- 288-0973. Again, bench the coach coming up shortly, but uh, we're going to get back to your phones. Uh, Brad in Rancho Penasquitos, you're on with Coach John Quintero. Brad, how are you today? Hey, John, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for the call. Good. Padre fans since 1970. I think the quick fix would be a mature, not overly expensive starting pitcher, more like a Greg Maddox that could help these young guys get kind of dialed in mentally. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah, I mean, I, like I like a Wittinger, you know. He's had, every time I see him on TV, his head keeps going to the left because his balls are going by him. He's got <laughs> speed, but you, get, you know, you got to get guys out, and you can't have walks. So I think a good control pitcher that could help these young kids out would be great. Yeah, they they need something at the top of that uh, rotation that can take a little pressure off uh, some of these guys and let them exhale. Because right now it's one young guy looking at the other young guy, and when you have a two- or three-game losing streak, you want to have that veteran going out there and, and throwing up about seven innings of uh, zero uh, baseball. Exactly. And I think you know, spinning the topic back to San Diego being here since seventy. I, th- I think we need a sports arena. I don't think you're going to get the NFL back. We don't have the land for a big stadium. I think soccer would be probably your next one because we got Mexico sitting 40 miles away, so you got a huge audience sitting there. I would redo the uh, the sports arena area and make that an entertainment, make it a concert venue, You know, increase the uh, off-ramp to get into that area because it's a mess right now. Um, and then you know, I think that would get San Diego kind of back on the map. Uh, you know, Mission Valley is going to be the Aztecville. we got to look at that. It's going to be the Aztecs' home. So what can you shove in there? Maybe a soccer league team in there. Well, you know, Brad, uh, I want to get excited right now about uh, the situation at, uh, with SDCCU uh, Stadium and, you know, the Aztecs, uh, you know, going to buy the land. And, you know, I heard uh, J.D. Wicker the other night on television, and I heard a, a little radio clip as well saying that, you know, we're meeting with the city, uh, you know, weekly right now. 
Well, what's the price? What is the price? What do uh, San Diego State want to pay? What does the city want them to pay for that land so we can get a uh, shovel in the dirt? I mean, I don't. I hate to be a naysayer, but I grew up in San Diego, and I've seen all the struggles of trying to build anything. We talked yesterday on the program about Petco Park and how there were 19 different lawsuits and held that up for uh, two years. I mean, Tony Gwynn could have played at Petco Park, and I know Tony desperately wanted to play at Petco Park, but with the lawsuits, he never had an opportunity. So, uh, again, Brad, thank you very much for the phone call. We're, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to stay on this, and we're going to do a little digging here uh, in the next week uh, to two weeks and find out, you know, what can we do here in San Diego? But all the opinions that I've gotten almost the first two hours of the program, I write down notes, and I take them serious. I'm just not in here uh, trying to get phone calls and, you know, chew uh, up time like some talk show host. I love to hear your opinions on what the hell we're doing here in the sports community because I do care. Uh, I'm not going to be doing this forever. Uh, you know, at, at some point in time, I will retire uh, not anytime soon because I love the people I'm working with and, and they're great people here uh, at 97.3 The Fan. But, you know, at some point in time in my life, I want to be able to go out and go to a lot of different uh, sporting events. But right now, it's slim and uh, far between. All right, it's time once again to get to Bench the Coach. It's time to test your San Diego sports knowledge and see if you have what it takes to try and bench the coach on 97.3 The Fan. Coach, we've got Sean and Fallbrook going to, be competing, going to be competing against you today. Hey, Sean, how are you, my friend? Good, Coach. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing uh, very well. The home of the Warriors up there. Hopefully their football team is going to have a good uh, showing this year. And again today, uh, Sean, uh, you, you take me down, you're going to win a pair of tickets to the Padres-Dodger game this coming Monday night. Sounds good. So, Coach, I mean, the callers have kind of had their way with you lately, so I came up with a kind of difficult question here. Let's see if we can put them back in their place a little bit. It's been a turbulent few weeks for Team USA as they prepare for the FIBA World Cup. Many high-profile stars have backed out of playing, and the A-team got their butts kicked by a bunch of G-leaguers last week in a scrimmage. <laughs> Yesterday, however, Team USA beat Australia 102-86. to So today, the first person to name three players on the current Team USA roster wins the Padres-Dodgers tickets. Sean, you're up first. Can you name somebody on the Team USA basketball team? Kimbo Walker? Oh, gee, I, I'm in real trouble today. I'm in real trouble today. Star of the team. Uh, Wow, I'm in trouble big time today. Uh, I saw the guy. You know what? I know all the guys that backed out is the problem I got. The team that backed out is better than the team they got. Yeah, I know. Uh, Let's see here. Hmm. I'm 0 for 1, Adam. I, I can't come up with can a name even right now. Can you give me a guess? Not a guess on that one. i, I got to do a little more thinking. Well, you're going to be up again in about 15 seconds. Yeah, I Sean, know. you're up. Chance to take a 2-0 lead on coach. And, um, I'll go with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum? Boom. Got Sean's got a 2-0 lead on you, coach. I uh, thought this was going to let you kind of take down the callers. Oh, that one kid, uh, Turner. Miles Turner, I'll guess. Miles Turner from the Pacers. Pull that one out of my you-know-where. Sean, you got a chance to win here and bench the coach. 
Name a player on the current Team USA roster. Man, now it's hard. Darren Fox, he actually just... He, he, yeah, he was one out. of the guys that bailed out. Oh, I, I think I can tie it up. I know one now because I always liked this guy, and he's kind of bounced around the last couple of years. You ready? Yep. How about uh, Harrison Barnes? Bingo. Because when you think Team USA, you think Harrison Barnes. Huh. Sean, you're up. Sean, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm thinking. Now you're you're acting like I did on the first one. Now I'm starting to recall. I read a couple of articles on this, and I was thinking about all the guys that weren't a part of it. But I got another one. I got another one. I'm we've, ready. We've got a two to two tie. So coach thinks he's got you taken down if you get this one wrong. Need an answer. Got. Multiple you gonna Celtics, put the clock on them? Multiple Celtics still available. I had team. the I had the pressure of the clock on me. Mm. Give me an answer, or we're going over to coach. Mm. Coach, well, what was his answer? You? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't venture a guess. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, kid from the Utah Jazz. Uh, he he's one of the best players on that team, and that's Donovan Mitchell. Coach, defending your title. Today. I got lucky because, man, I, I come out of the box and I had a blank look on my face. Hey, Sean, uh, congratulations yeah. for playing, but, hey, better luck next time, my friend. Thank you. All righty. You know what, Adam? Those were tough. That's a wrap. The coach has been benched for now A 97.3 The Fan. That was a tough one today. Where'd you come up with that? Well, they were in the news because they beat Australia last night. I figured, come on, after we've been ripping on them a little bit, let's give them a little bit of love. You know, they played pretty good basketball over in Australia. That's where uh, Golden State went and got uh, old uh, uh, Andrew Bogut. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to get back to our topic of what do you expect of the Padres in 2020? What moves do they need to make? We're going to get back to, hey, if you're a visionary in San Diego, what do you want to see in the next three to five years, an arena, a stadium? A lot of people starting to think uh, more of an arena. I uh, want to get to your phone calls. We're also going to update you on Ezekiel Elliott and the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And uh, we'll uh, take your phone calls, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. And, again, uh, we got uh, Gwen and Chris coming up. They'll be uh, with you for a full uh, three hour, or four hours today. They'll be with you from uh, 3 to 7. And a reminder, tonight I will be back in from 9 to 11 with Braden Soprano. We'll be in with our high school football show. We're going to have a couple of the coaches on. we got Granite Hills and Poway tomorrow night. We've got Kellen Cobbs from Granite Hills going to join us tonight. Scott Coates from Poway. So we got a big action-packed show tonight, 9 to 11. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number three again. Our phone number, love to hear from you today, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Coach John Katera daily, 12 to 3, right here on 97.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.